Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get moving with Maria. Inspiration to spend a few minutes each day to get moving on the small things that can make a big difference in your life. Thank you for joining me today for Let's Get Moving. Today, it's grilling season. I want to talk about some tips for grilling and ways to make it healthier. With me, Judy Harris from the State Health Department. And Judy, as a dietitian, I don't want to say, hey, what's the biggest thing people do wrong? But I want to say, maybe what is the thing that we don't see? What are those secret calories or fats that are hiding in some of our favorite items that we like to grill? Oh, boy, great question. Well, I think um, some of the highest fat foods with grilling are the association with cooking beef and some of those rich meats that have a lot of marbleized fat that taste so good on the grill. And I think one of the biggest questions or answers to your first question about mistakes of missing out, I think we're missing out on so many great flavors that can be used besides just going to the standby, you know, grilling, you know, hot dogs or something that, you know, may not be nearly as tasty for the kids and the families and, you know, doing something with a little bit of spice or herbs or something or some whole foods that like fruits that caramelize the natural sugars and things that we're missing out on that, on that whole track, you know? Right. And right now we are just seeing grocery prices really go through the roof. So I'm wondering, you know, they're going up people, there's more demand. Uh, What are some things that you would suggest? I mean, what do you try when you grill? Well, I, I would say, you know, hit the farmer's markets and do some of the local shopping. That's, you know, that farmer stands. You might, you know, be able to find some better deals there. Sometimes they're more expensive. Um, I would also say gardens aren't always the cheapest route to go. Um, when you first establish a garden, you know, it costs a lot to get it going sometimes. But if you can grow your own tomatoes and some of those things, um, that would be great. And then what was the other part of your question? <laughs> I think you pretty much answered it. But but the other thing that I'm thinking is, you know, a lot of people go to meat alternatives. And is there mm-hmm. a danger in doing that? Are we actually eating healthier by turning to some of these things that are, are alternatives to meat just to replace um, the meat? Oh, no, I think it's a great, great option for lots of reasons. Um, I just had a a burger a couple of days ago that I hadn't tried before. It was um, pea protein and some rice protein. Oh, my gosh. I grilled it, and it was out of this world. I put, of course, some, you know, fresh spinach and some tomatoes and some avocado, and I put it actually on a toasted rye bun, and it was just toast. Actually, it was just toast. It made it a bun. It was so good. So, no, th- those are really great sources and alternatives. You have to watch your prices on some of them. But they are fantastic, number one, on the ecosystem, because beef is the number one highest contributor to our resources in our planet as far as growing beef. 
Um, number two, it's really a culprit. I mean, the research is out there all over the place that high fat contributes to cardiovascular. And so, you know, when we start looking at some of these keto diets and things, we have to really think about that aspect that, yes, lower carbs, but I kind of, as a dietitian, really think about the whole foods and cutting back on all the processed foods and carbs and the, you know, the low-hanging fruit, you know, the, the sugars and the, the sodas and, and the, all the junk we're eating in the store and, you know, look at our grocery carts to see what we're going to bring home to grill or cook, you know, during the summer. Um, so, yes, those foods are great. Um, you know, if you're really doing a lot, which I doubt of non, you know, meat, you know, you want to watch your B12, but that's probably not going to be the case unless you're really a strict, you know, vegan. So, no, it's a great alternative. I don't know. You know, what what are you hearing out there? What's what's the um, concerns I, you're hearing? No, I love some of these alternatives, uh, mainly because I'm just not a huge ground beef fan. And so I've loved trying like the black bean burgers. But sometimes mm-hmm. I look at the ingredients on some of these things and I think, I don't know what some of these things are. It feels like I'm getting a lot of chemicals with my food. And so that's why I wanted to ask you. I mean, should we feel yeah. rest, you know, should we rest assured that these foods are actually better for us? Um, yeah, overall, I would say yes, but overall, you have to still look at labels because, you know, you're looking at, look at the beverages that are out there. Your lists are really, really long and not all flavored waters, you know, are the same or are equal. So it comes back to getting your magnifying glass out because they're so tiny. And then what I suggest to people is, you know, take the three, four minutes and do one thing, you know, look at the water and then find which one you want and then, you know, take a picture of it. And you know, okay, this one is good. You know, just because a list is long doesn't always mean that it's bad. Um, sometimes, in fact, that list, I actually looked on that label two days ago before I ate it, and it had a pretty long list, but there was, it was all natural flavors. And typically when you're looking at some of these alternative foods, um, they, they, they're they pretty health conscious, and they have that in mind with their consumer. So um, that's – but no, no, still, you know, buyer beware, consumer do your due diligence, and food labels, you know, read them. A lot of people or many of us talk about the holidays being a tough time when it comes to weight loss, really watching what we eat. But I think the grilling season is really particularly difficult as well. I mean, whenever you're gathering with, uh, you know, a group of people and grilling, there are things like potato salad, macaroni salad, coleslaw. Mm -hmm. What are some of those hidden things that we may not realize how many calories we're getting? Oh, that's a great question, too, Maria. So, yeah, I think... um, Mayonnaise, you know, again, it's not a bad thing, but when you put it in the context of your question, that it's added in to lots of foods. Uh, those are, you know, a lot of the fats, the, the added, you know, dressings, even, you know, the salad dressings and all the toppings that you put on a salad can make that healthier food, um, you know, overly saturated in those fats. Um, I think, you know, what I'd like to do is say, um, you know, Stick with your a favorite, but also grow your favorites, you know? Think about spicing things up with, like, a theme, you know, like, okay, we're going to do a Mexican theme. But then look about look at the recipes and, and options you have. And, again, keep some of the favorites in mind. You don't want to compromise taste. That's the whole thing. Don't compromise taste. But it goes back to my first part. Hot dogs aren't really that tasty. We've just kind of conditioned ourselves and our kids to perpetuate that that's the typical quintessential food to grill and it's not you know let's get creative you could use like a a spice of like say cilantro and go with um, a chicken kebab Um, I saw a really good recipe on fruitsandvegetables.org and that's what we teach the kids um, you know in schools we have a program with the Department of Health called Top Star 
which teaches the child care providers how to do this themselves and, and, you know, serve this kind of food, especially during the summer, and bringing that information home to the parents and families to get ideas. So you could do grilled cilantro chicken with some maybe tofu. That would be awesome. And some vegetables, some portobello, some other peppers are so colorful. Kids love it. And then do a, a, a cilantro grilled watermelon, you know, and caramelize that with this natural watermelon sugars. And, man, the kids would love to be involved in that. Teach them the skills. Get them in there so we don't continue to perpetuate these pasta salads. And, you know, not, not necessarily. I remember last year going to a couple of, and I didn't think the pasta salads were that good, <laughs> you know. So, you know, there's so many things we're missing. And, and you know, definitely, too, Maria, if it's out there, you're going to eat it. That's one of the other good things. You have people over. It's kind of like, you know, on the airplane. You know, you're, right. you're a captive audience, and you don't have alternatives. So make them healthy ones. And you know what? That will introduce people to what they have been missing for taste, you know. Uh, what you're saying is just so important or because uh, really the our favorite foods are pretty much passed down from generation to generation. Yeah. Um, you know, your mom's favorite potato salad is, you know, a tough thing to pass by. And, and, and I'm really not advocating that people give up those things that they truly love. I just want us all to think about, I'm trying to think about the things that mm-hmm. I can do better, that I can just, those small things that I can do to improve my health. Absolutely. And I think that's why it becomes such a burden and a barrier for people to want to lose a little bit of weight or to change their, because they feel like I, I've got this overwhelming burden so I have to be responsible and, and, and diet and not have healthy foods, tasty foods, it's all about healthy. No, no, no. Do small little steps and see how you can build your own confidence by doing something as simple as not serving, commit to not serving chips at your next barbecue. You know, there's no reason you have to have those chips. And look at how many calories and fat and salt and preservatives, all this stuff we're putting into our bodies that aren't healthy. We're not teaching our kids to be healthy. And it's showing up on our obesity data door. The numbers are high. Even in Utah, our kids are, you know, maybe nationally much lower nationally. But still, we have like 7% of our preschool-age kids or young kids are obese or overweight. That's just unacceptable. We didn't have that three or four decades ago. So this is a very fast phenomena when you're looking at, you know, our culture and how we've changed things because we're moving less, we're eating based on what we think is really tasty, and we really haven't given ourselves the opportunity to get back in the kitchen and just do some simple little things, you know. Um, you know, we're, we're really doing a disservice for for our own health and our kids, you know? Right. And I really think it goes back to what you said about not giving up on the flavor because when we get bored, then it's a problem. When we feel like we're missing out or we're deprived, then it becomes a a really big problem. We want more of it. Exactly. Exactly. And those foods that are processed, there's no, there's no chance on how these manufacturers have created these foods. They are all strategically formulated to hit our flavor sensor senses Go to our brain sensory places that say, we want more. And it happens super fast, even faster than, in some cases, tobacco, you know, and and other, you know, addictive kind of things. And it's, (laughs) we don't know about it. And I don't, I personally, you know, you know, I feel like I don't want to be, you know, used by these companies. You know, I don't want to be exploited. I want to have control over, you know, what, where I spend my money and where I choose to be healthy. But understandably, we all have to come at different places. And I think small steps 
committing to one or two things and then finding out how you feel. Gosh, I feel better that I'm not getting so full and then I feel really lethargic. Gosh, if I put those two things together, then I want to eat a lot of high sugar, you know, un, you know, processed foods, not healthy foods that I feel really, really sluggish. You know, putting those things together, I think the real thing that I always like to drive, like you had said, you know, we were mentioning is the taste. You know, go to that place first. What can I do that's tasty and that we really don't think about <laughs> what we're putting in our mouths because of those things that are that are built into those processed foods, that the balance of sugar, fat, and salt. And those things just really, you know, go to our – so find other ways – we can get tasty foods, and kids are so, so great at, um, you know, being receptive to things when they're early, and that's why I always talk about, you heard me talk about breastfeeding and then moving to just whole foods when they're, you know, able to start, you know, foods six, seven, eight, nine, ten months, just from, you know, whole foods from the table, little pieces of, you know, bananas and sweet potatoes and all those things that then it, it transfers their palate and you don't have so much of this, these issues, and so... Kids are really great. If you get them in the kitchen, they start eating it. We know if they help in the food processing, the cutting, the selecting, you know, put them on a mission. Get them to think of a, a theme. Let them go to town in the kitchen and, you know, start changing their flavor palette. So if they're eating based on taste of what they haven't been exposed to. Uh, one thing I tried this past week and I shared it on my Facebook page is coleslaw. Instead of going with the traditional coleslaw, uh, I took a different route. I abandoned the mayonnaise, which I usually use, and found a recipe that had red wine vinegar, used red, or excuse me, apple cider vinegar, I think, and it was so good. I mean, after it just sat and marinated for about 20 minutes, it was a delicious salad. I didn't feel like I missed anything. You know, I didn't even think about the mayonnaise. It was just a really, and you know, I put the red cabbage in with it too, just to kind of change up the color and the presentation and ground some carrots in there. And it just made a huge difference. And I didn't feel like I was missing out. No one was missing that mayonnaise. Exactly. Exactly. Because we just go back to our old, you know, habits and we don't think about what else is out there. And that probably wasn't any easier or, excuse me, harder than, you know, your other recipe, right? You're just swapping out one ingredient. I think it was a little bit easier because mayo is a little bit (laughs) harder to stir in than like, you know, vinegar salad dressing type thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, right, right. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so then now you've got something in your repertoire. You've got, you know, something that you can pull out and share. And that's, you know, what I was saying, like, try to just pick one thing, you know, swap one thing out and see if you can change that, that you know, break that habit, you know. And again, you know, save your, savor your favorites, but find new favorites, you know. Right. Judy, so, yeah, yeah. Anything else you'd Oops. like to add that maybe I've forgotten to ask you? Oh, um, you know, I think I was just going to say, you know, grilling, you know, talking about our first grilling is I love that you can go outside and it kind of makes cleanup easier. So, you know, you can do everything on that grill from your vegetables, your fruits, and really pop the flavor of, you know, of your meals and make it colorful and, um, you know, just have fun with it. You know, just enjoy the taste and get creative and get the kids involved. So I just leave it on that. <laughs> Judy, as always, thanks for your great advice. Oh, good. Well, happy to share. Uh, Thank you, Maria. Have a great day. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. 
Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.